and welcome everybody to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. As always, it's me, Anthony Cardoza. Today, we're going to have one of the baddest women on the planet, guys. And we could say that now, after her performance in uh, one championship this past weekend. She's really made a statement on the sport. I'm so excited to have her on. She's one of my good friends. Uh, we're going to give her a call right now because of COVID and limitations, yada, yada. So bear with me, guys. And uh, here, without further ado, is Jackie Bunton. Do, do, do. Hello. Hey, Jax. Hey, Anthony. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Good. A little jet lag. Oh, you still feeling it? Never been. Yeah, I just got sleepy around this hour. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we called you during nap time? Yeah, but it's fine. I need to stay up anyway. Okay. Uh, you actually have another interview with uh, one championship in a little bit, right? I do, yeah, in a couple hours. So is that going to be um, sort of the same format, or what are you doing for that one? I don't know. I'm most likely discussing the fight and probably what's next after that, future fights and whatnot. They haven't really filled me in on the full details yet. Right, so you've already done a few interviews like this. Um, Jackie's very hot right now, so this is sort of the the talk of the town, for say. Um, I just want to say congratulations. Um, I've already messaged you numerous times, and <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. So what's um going into this, Jax? I know obviously this is um your pro debut and one of the biggest promotions out there. Um, do you want to talk to us just a little bit about the um? You know, what that was like for you. I mean, I've seen... This isn't some overnight success. You know, we've seen you since you were a little kid fight. Um, I'll never forget the first time I saw you. We we saw you warming up for your first fight. And I was like, about to leave. And I said, nah, let's stick around and, and see this girl fight. Because you were fucking teeping the shit out of the pads. Brian was holding for you. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> you yeah, you won that fight. And now here we are. So what's it like to go from the transfer of levels? Oh, man, it's... You know, it's pretty surreal, really. I mean, the surreal part, just physically being there at one championship as an athlete, as a fighter, versus, you know, a spectator, like when I went in 2019 with Janet when she made her debut. And I even mentioned this to, like, some of the media at one, like, it's completely different when you're there as an athlete versus a spectator. And like I said, it all kind of happened so quick. I kind of felt like I didn't really have much time to think about it. I was just kind of more focused on training and the fight. So once I got called from the one-up room to go make my walkout, that's kind of when it all hit me. And not really anxiety, pre-fight anxiety, but more so just like tons of excitement and just happiness, really. Like, this this is go time. This is the moment I've been waiting for and the start of it all. So I was super excited, really pumped up. Yeah, you were definitely in the zone. Um, you know, we always strive to to sort of fight in that place where you're just flowing and you're doing everything that you practiced, and you just seem so honed in on this girl. And just I noticed it when uh, the the round rings, the bell rings, and you start kind of moving your head a certain way, and you just feel light on your feet, and you're looking at her, and I was like, oh man, she's got it, she's in the zone. I could feel it at that point. Was it like that when for you when the bell rang? Oh, a hundred percent. I even told that to Brian right after the fight. Like. Um Leading up to the fight, especially before the fight, like the week of, um, 
I was really practicing on making sure I stayed present in the fight and not letting the big promotion, the cameras, the lights, all that get to me. Um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts on how different ways I can stay present and, you know, how to kind of drift back into that present space when my mind kind of travels elsewhere. And I really think I was able to tap into that, into that aspect, which I never really have. And um, like you said, like right when we touch gloves, everything kind of just, all the outside noise chatter kind of just like silence and it was just me in there and there's really no better feeling than that. Yeah, it just seemed like it seemed it's I helped I had that vibe. When I saw you move, I was like, Oh, I, I just knew that you were gonna be okay. I didn't think you were gonna fucking do what you did, but <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about the knockdown. Obviously that's sort of the, the talk of the town. Um you landed a, a vicious left hook. She was coming in forward, you timed it perfectly. I know I've seen you guys um drill this so many times in the gym and then plus you actually released a video um about sort of your preparation for actually doing the same thing and then come the fight that's what you landed on her oh yeah i mean like this was a, a seven week camp and you know there's so so much more that goes into training the game plan and strategy but the gist of it was seven weeks of working you know getting in different positions safely so i can score my counter strikes that being you know an overhand right to left hook or a cross to left hook while getting my head offline, just because she likes to throw those straight punches, like she likes to throw the one twos, mm -hmm. but she doesn't really turn all the way on the one two, so she stays square. So that's why we really practice getting my head offline and getting the full turn, full momentum, especially on that left hook. And you know, like I was just so in the zone; it was honestly like muscle memory. I wasn't like, okay, throw the left, you know, throw this combination now, throw it now, throw it now. It was just kind of just flowed out of me. And, like I said, there's no better feeling than that. <laughs> Did you, when you landed it, was it, um, was it kind of like a oh shit moment? Because it definitely was a flow. You saw like the right hand go, the left hand snap right behind it, and she went down, and then you instantly put your hands up. Did you feel it when you cracked her with it? Yeah, I mean, it was first time competing in the four ounce MMA gloves, and I turned the hook over nicely, and I just felt it land, like right where it should land, right on the jaw. And, I mean, like, I knew it was a hard punch. I didn't know it was a knockdown type of punch. So when I saw her kind of fall into the to the floor, that's when my hands rose up. I was like, oh, this really happened. <laughs> yeah, and she did sort of the tie thing where you had landed it earlier. She kind of put her hands up like, Psh, no big deal. And then that one, she, yeah. <laughs> she's going the other way. <laughs> um, I noticed... Uh, okay, so we were talking about her not sort of squaring up with you and kind of coming forward. I don't want to say anything bad, but I've noticed that a lot of the time in preparing for fights, like say I'm helping you for a fight or, or you know, Kai or something like that, and it's I'll look at the girl that you're going to fight, I'll look at her video, and I'll try to imitate her style just like I would with anybody else, right? Right. And a lot of times it's sort of come forward and, and sort of, you know, I, I don't want to say lose your footing, but they kind of have that walk forward style, throw your one-twos. It really seems like the yeah, left... I mean, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, like, everything you said is exactly what we saw, you know, what me and Brian saw, and that's what we were working against is we going into this fight, like, okay, she's going to come in, like, guns blazing, aggressive, how she usually is, just walk in that linear line forward, 
throw those hands, throw those straight shots. So that's like everything you're working. Yeah, and you could against, just really. you could just see when you would hit and then you'd move offline. She kind of chased and would get clipped again. Then at that point, she kind of just stood there like, okay, I can't go forward after her. I can't be you know patient waiting in the pocket after her. Like, what am I supposed to do? And that's when you just started really just letting letting everything go on her. Right. I mean, that's, you said exactly. Yeah, exactly and that, it. that's pretty much we've been working. Yeah, and that's like really the game plan in any fight. It's sort of overwhelm them. They kind of start to think. And when you're thinking in a fight, usually that's a bad thing other than what you said where it's just sort of popping off and you're just letting things go. Right. Do you see the level of uh, female competition, especially in Muay Thai? Um, like I, I, was, I was, I guess what I was trying to get at was a lot of times I would mimic these style of fighters. I'm like, okay, there's nothing special. This girl's doing this. This girl's doing that. But, you know, when it comes to sort of you for example like sparring you you don't know what you're going to do you have so much different offensive styles defensive styles you could play against the ropes you know you can come forward do you feel like the level all around is starting to rise up or do you feel like you know what's your what's your take on sort of the present state of female muay thai um i think there you know there's definitely a handful of up-and-coming female fighters who have you know good technique and I think it's definitely leveling up. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have, at least in California, you know, there's not fights. There's no fights happening. So most of them can't get in there and just do the work and improve in a competition format. But, you know, I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes in the gym. But, I mean, there's definitely a handful of up-and-coming females yeah, it just seems like, like you said, I don't know what they're doing in the gym. I just don't see how that that that's their, their game plan sort of thing. And obviously, you know, one thing I love about uh, working with you and what I was trying to say was I was so happy when you won this. And I, I was messaging Kai and we're sort of like, oh, my God, Jackie. <laughs> we, because, you know, you're such a good person. Um, and, I, and I said this before, to be at this level of competition, a lot of times you have to be selfish. It comes with it, right? You have to put a lot of things on hold. As far as, um, you know, you could test to this, your outside relationships, maybe family time, time with friends, all that kind uh, of stuff. It has everything, to, yeah. Yeah, it has to be a little bit on the back burner, right? Right. And, um, you know, just to see you sort of being in the gym and you're, you're doing what you have to do, but at the same point, you do it with a smile. You're always coming in there. You're always supportive of us when we have fights. You're always giving us pep talks if we need it. We're, we're always cracking jokes. So to see a genuinely good person at this level, it just made it that much better. You know? Uh, thank you, Anthony. Yeah, of course. I'm of blushing. Course. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, um, you know, and it's at this point now, it's really when I said it on the announcement of this podcast, I was like, we got one of the baddest women in the planet. And that's really what it is. If we're going to have a zombie apocalypse, we're going to want Jackie on the team. You're going to be the Michonne of the group. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I could survive that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like it's such a, it's such a it's such a cool thing to have you at this level, and I mean, what's next? Have they have they announced anything, or what's going on as far as one comes? Um, I mean, they were definitely impressed by me and expressed that to me, which was fantastic. You know, I, that was my goal. After, you know, coming in as for my debut fight was make an impression and. They definitely expressed they were impressed, so that's always good news, and um, just kind of waiting for the next fight news to come, and definitely 
hope to have an active year in 2021 for one championship. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many athletes, so many fighters. So, like you said, it's so important to really stand out, and you definitely did that. And uh, we're one of the things that's so great about. What did you think about the crowd? Obviously, this is your first time fighting with no crowd, pretty much, right? There was a crowd there, but it was really small. Yeah. So for my show, because it was a live card, they allowed 200 people in the audience. They had to get tested, of course. But like that arena is ginormous so 200 people felt like there was only like 10 people there <laughs> oh i didn't even think it was 200 so, i really thought it was just a cornerman because it was really quiet and yeah yeah okay so i didn't get to like see everything but before the fight they one of the people told us they allowed like an audience of 200 people so i don't know if it was like exactly 200 or that was just like the max limit there's less than that but there's definitely people in the crowd but very small amount and um it didn't bother me at all. Like, even if there was no one in the crowd, I feel like I would still would have performed the same. Um, yeah, I mean... Know, like, ener energy is always great from the crowd, but at the end of the day, you got to get a, your job. You gotta, you're there to do your job with or without a crowd, so you should be able to perform with or without a crowd, really. Yeah, was it better to hear uh, Coach Brian? Were you able to hear what he was saying, or was he kind of just letting you go? Like, what was the, the interaction between him? Yeah, like, I, I feel like every fight I'm always, like, able to hear Brian, but I can definitely hear him crystal clear this time around. <laughs> right, right. And then what did, he, what did he say after the fight? Oh, man. I don't, like, you know, with COVID protocols with one championship, they wanted, like, pretty much after the fight, you get checked by the doctor and then you get and then you get in the van and you go back to the hotel. Like, they want, they rush you out quickly and efficiently. Like, I, I was still in the, I got in the van in my fight gear, so I still had, like, you know, the low blow on and everything. They just, like, <laughs> so shuttled really you back in? get you out. <laughs> That's funny. You but, said... Um, no, he was... I was still kind of just, like, lost for words. Like, like I said, it just felt like it all happened so quick. I was just still kind of, like, you know, basking in it. I'm like, wow, like, that first one's done in the books, you know, first win also. And um, Brian was just, you know, super ecstatic, super proud. And I think just because I was able to do what we've been doing and working so hard at, you know. Yeah. Did you, uh, for the, uh, so you were messaging me and you said that you guys had to go to the hotel and you pretty much had to quarantine for a little bit over a week there, right? With just you guys doing nothing? Well, you're, you're still able to train. Like, I think we were there for 10 days, and we couldn't leave the hotel at all. Like, we got tested, uh, like, four times throughout our trip. Mm -hmm. And um, there's periods, like, the first and last day we got tested, we had to, like, isolate in the hotel, in our own hotel rooms. For, like, the first day, like, when we landed, it was probably just, like, five hours, and then we could go into each other's hotel rooms, and then we could start training. The trainings were in the hotel also. Mm-hmm. They're just in a different floor. Um, so, yeah, like, we're still able to train every day, go into each other's room, go to the pool if you wanted to. I didn't, we didn't get to go to the pool until the last day. But, honestly, I, it is it was a lot better than I thought it would be, you know, being stuck in the hotel. Like, you, each fighter has a liaison officer that you attend to, and they help you out with everything, like meals, scheduling literally anything you need and Ooh. they were so accommodating they had everything so like i really could not complain <laughs> yeah and also too it's kind of nice to be where 
I'm isolated. I can't hear about anybody else's problems. I'm in a different country. I'm just going to focus on the fight and chill and relax right now, right? Oh, uh, 100%, yeah. Because that's one of the worst things is, is you know, you're getting ready to do a fight and you're, you know, unfortunately, our, you know, your parents or someone, I'm sure, is just like, where's the remote at or fucking this? And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've dealt with that, definitely. Have you fought yet? When are you fighting? What time? Like, oh, God. <laughs> just fucking get there. <laughs> oh, I, I had so much of that, too, especially with the time change. Everyone was, like, greeting me, like, a day in advance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even weigh in yet. Like, you guys need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so that's that's done. Uh, and then you got back. You got to sort of celebrate. You've just been kicking back, relaxing. And then you noticed your foot sort of swelled up. You sent me a picture of it, and it looked pretty, uh, pretty gnarly, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, Jackie Fashion, I, I kicked her elbow pretty hard <laughs> towards the end of the round. Um, Take that! with it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know like like i said right out that was the fight and then the day after we got tested and had to isolate so me sitting in the room laying down for like 24 hours like a little a day and a half really because we couldn't get out of the hotel room until the next day plus going on a 15 hour flight plus eating freely like all the sodium all of that yeah and, like <laughs> All that swelling is just pulling up in my foot, but besides that, once this goes down, I'm, I should be golden. Nice, nice. Uh, so let let me talk to you a little bit about um, sort of your work with. Uh, I, we we saw you do a couple photo shoots before you uh, set sail. <laughs> you doing um sp- <laughs> sponsored by Athleta, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I worked with them. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that that campaign and sort of um, – because I asked you a little bit about it and I read an article that you were in. Um, I think it's really interesting how you're talking about sort of the different body types and aspects. Do you want to just like sort of fill us in on that real quick? Yeah. I mean the, the last campaign I did with them, um, which is their spring campaign, it's called All Powerful. She's a fantastic campaign. I really love it. It's basically – they're including exclusive size now, so meaning they have plus sizes now for all of my plus size females. Um, Joe! And the whole, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the, the whole idea behind the campaign is like, you know, doesn't matter what size you are, what your background is, what color, what you know, what color your skin is. Like we, us females, are all powerful regardless. So I thought that was, you know, a genius campaign, and um, super happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and they kicked you down with some uh, some some gear, right? You got a uh, you got a uh, some some training equipment and stuff like that, some spanks and whatnot, right? Yeah, usually like when you do the campaigns, they'll send a little thank you gift. Nice, nice. I did this, uh, you know, those master classes I was telling you about. I um, there's one from the lady that does spanks. Um, it's like a billion dollar company, and she was just talking about it, and she fucking hyped me up, man. Just like how she created it and just this whole thing and she's an entrepreneur and she has this class where she teaches you how to chase it and for two days I was like I'm an entrepreneur that's <laughs> <laughs> cool though yeah 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 it's really interesting but um that's awesome I uh I see oh, not I see now but <laughs> you've obviously transferred from just fighting to coaching right because you know you need to make some money and we know how that goes. So now you're coaching um, and doing it very well, must I say. I've had a lot of people hold pads for me. And Jackie's one of those people that, you know, I like to spar with you. I like to hit mitts with you because you're really good at it and you're 
you know, you don't try to go all crazy. You keep it basic, but at the same point, you're you're actually really focused on you know proper technique, proper flowing, that kind of thing. Um, so you're available for doing privates now, right? You want to talk talk to a little bit about that? Spit your game a little. <laughs> Oh man, I don't have, I, I can't spit too much game, but yes, I am doing private um, <laughs> for Muay Thai and, you know, boxing work style. I love, you know, quality over quantity, so a lot of, a lot of techniques with my privates, you know, we still hit pads and lots of drills, but we got to get the technique down first before, you know, I try to kill you on pads, which I don't even do, so. Right. What's what's one of the things for you as coaching now that you see that sort of drives you crazy when people come into the gym and uh, we you know they have sort of an expectation of what's going to go down and how they're going to do things. What are like some pros and cons? What's something you see in people that sort of drives you crazy in a student? Let's say for example, now that you're in that coach perspective. Um. You know, I haven't really. I guess I. It's just stuff you you know. On social media, you could see random videos from random people. And um, I think the one thing I could take away is, like, I, I always see, you know, trainers trying to kill their fighters on pads or even just a student, like, gassing them out. And their technique is just falling. There's no yeah. power. They're not even, like, turning anything over. And, the, you know, the trainer's just yelling at them, like, to keep going and whatnot, maybe they still have, like, another three, five rounds, and then they post, like, just did, like, 15 rounds on pads, which is, like, ridiculous, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it should, like I said, should be quality over quantity. Like, each pad round should be just as technical and powerful as the very first one or the last one. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard for me not to hate on people when I <laughs> when I do my promotion for my page, you know, because... You see all these guys that, you know, they're 20-punch combos and every technique looks like shit. And it's like, what are you doing? This guy can't even kick. Exactly, yeah. yeah and it's just like, one, two, hook, cross, lean back. And then it's like they can't even kick or punch. It's like, God, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, just... You, you got to get the technique down first. Yeah, and it's trying not to hate on these guys. But at the same point, it's just like, I, I get... It's you can't help, but, you know, I try to just say it too. Like, I'm not... <laughs> like, make your money, do what you're going to do. But at the same point, it's just like... Like, fuck, we're, we're offering quality product over here, guys. <laughs> right, no, you're, you're totally right. Uh, so what's something that you really look for in a student? Say someone wants to get into it. What's, like, a quality that you see in people that makes you be like, oh, this guy's going to do good, this girl's going to do really good? What's, some, like, a, some characteristics in people that you look for or, or you think is important for a fighter, should I say, even? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Oh, man, that's a good question. I would say, like, I mean, personally, at least with my clients, and my, I, none of my clients are, like, aspiring fighters or anything. They just love it because they, they love doing Muay Thai as a hobby, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. But I always get super happy when they notice their mistakes, and it could be, like, the tiniest mistake of, like, oh, I didn't turn my foot, I didn't pivot. Because when you notice those things, that's how you get better. And, you know, Absolutely. It's oh, my God. when you notice it yourself versus me telling you it. Right. I get super happy when they do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I say, too, because they're like, oh, I didn't do it. I'm like, you're starting to notice it, though. That's what matters. You know? Exactly. That's yeah. Part. You already know what you're doing. You just got to you know, be able to implement it yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's so cool to uh, – because then, yeah, they're, they're taking the time to be like, oh, I need to f- focus on this, focus on that. We've seen so many people at Boxing Works come and go, 
right? We've seen fighters that are, they kind of get a diva mentality. They come in and, you know, obviously with, um, I actually had someone, uh, uh, I'll tell you about it after, but, you know, someone from a bigger organization hit me up to ask if they can come train with you and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously you're bringing more attention. What's something that you notice with people that, that don't last? Is there something that you could say or is it just sort of obviously kind of things you've already said? You know, a lot of people come into uh, boxing I mean, works and they get disappointed. Be- uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this was a good question for Brian because he's the boss man. <laughs> but right. I, I'd say pretty much like, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, you should always have fun with it. But to compete at a certain level and get to a certain level, you shouldn't have an expectation of like, it's all butterflies and rainbows and it's going to be super fun every session. Like, you know, I leave sessions sometimes annoyed or, or pissed cause like I, I'm not performing well. So it's, you just kind of have to come in with a no ego and kind of accept that. Like you're here to learn, you're here to get better and you're not here to just have fun every session. Yeah. I think the ego thing is really what for me, I noticed because we had so many people come in and, and I'd hear them talk to a coach and be like, oh, that's not my style. This is it. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Then <laughs> I get all crazy. You know, it's just like, um, or people were just, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, dude, you're not listening to what he's telling you to do. And you expect to get time on the floor with us or you expect to get padded or to be put as priority. You don't fucking listen. So what's the point of, you know, we don't want to put you into the ring like that. Right. Uh, anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm hoping to come back um, this week. Just uh, with COVID in the gym, kind of being half open, I, I've been talking to Brian. Usually, we just send pictures of uh, cupcakes to each other and say, "Hey, what have, have we tried this one?" And <laughs> <laughs> that's our COVID relationship. But uh, he was telling me that things are going to start opening up, so I'm going to start coming by and stuff like that. What have you been doing? Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pumped to get back there and, and see everybody. Um, and just to be back with the team, you know, Brian's been such a good uh, a good coach to me, and and inside of the, and outside of the ring, I told him before too, like you know, he doesn't. We try not to say too much to each other because we're both kind of cavemen, but you know how much he's done for me and, and supported me, and it goes for you too, really. Um, you know, when I was going through all the shit I was going through, you were always a really strong support figure in the gym and just telling me to keep my head up, and you know, so I just want to say thank you for that, Jax. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and um, I mean, I can't say enough what a great coach you are so if you guys are in the area and you wanted to get some privates done um they could hit you up on social media at uh jackie buntan and uh you know we'll repost this and i got a couple interview questions and obviously i'm going to promote this and put some highlights of you and knocking people out and whatnot you know (laughs) what's what's yeah That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> What's um? If people are excited about training, or maybe they're gonna see you, they're gonna get a little bit inspired. What's a little piece of advice you can get someone that has, you know, maybe they're not looking to fight, they're just kind of intimidated to try it. I think you said it earlier. Most of our clientele, ninety percent of people that train with you, are just interested in the sort of the physical aspect and the love of the game. So, what would you say to someone that's that wants to try it but it's a little timid? There's really nothing to lose if you're just trying one session. And honestly, you'll find out so much about yourself in the long run of this, you know, mentally, physically. So don't be afraid to try new things, especially Muay Thai. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Jax. Thank you so much for coming on, Jax. It means the world to me. 
Thank you for having me. Of course, and I'm gonna I'm gonna text you after this and, and get all giddy about this interview because it went really well, I think. <laughs> 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 but uh, you just take Terry Jackson. I'll text in a little bit, okay? All right, thanks, uh, Anthony. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Woo! There you have it, guys. None other than Jackie Bunton. Um, such a great person, such a great fighter. I'm gonna post some videos of her, guys, and uh, you know, hopefully, it amps you up. Like I said, she's available for privates. Um, yeah, when you go to Boxing Works, uh, you could train with her, you could spar with her. She's one of those people that's really technical, and it's fun to work with. A lot of times, you get these guys that they, you know, they're they have this pissing contest and you end up scrapping and you have to, you know, you, you end up losing your technique and it's sort of pissy off. She's one of those people that you can work with, you get a good workout with and you feel leave uh, positive there, you know? So I'm excited to get back over there with those guys and, and train with them. Um, hopefully everyone's doing well. I mean, this quarantine thing's really uh cause for some adaption. I, I got my home gym put up. I got a, a, a punching bag I put there now and I have all these products that, you know, the ad seen on TV, the perfect push-up, all that crap. I would buy it and then just throw it in the closet. Now all that stuff's out in my driveway. I'm using it for my clients, so it's uh, <laughs> it's actually getting some use, so it's pretty cool. But um, other than that, guys, I just want to say take care. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week with um, – we'll see what happens. You know, I don't like to announce what's coming up because everyone's so busy because of COVID and this and that that we all get pulled around. So just stay tuned, guys. We're going to do a um, – we're going to do something good. Also, I posted this link, guys, for my friend Brendel Mendoza. He just lost his father. Uh, father. He's a fighter, and uh, he's looking to start a GoFundMe page. I know when I was in a similar situation, uh, a lot of people pulled together and donated some money to me, and it made the whole process that much easier. So if you can go on my page, I'll give you a link. Um, his name is Brendel Mendoza, the Stupid Babies, his Instagram name. Hit me up. And you can refer to that. Also, if you guys donate there, I'm giving away a free private lesson. So if you give, you know, try to give a little bit of something so that way, you know, it makes it worth my while. Don't, don't donate five bucks and be like, where's my private? <laughs> but all right, guys, take care. Much love. We'll see you soon. Peace.